Welcome back to KCW News Central. Joined in studio now live by Observer Editor, Co-Editor-in-Chief Eric Rosane. Hey, good morning. Eric, thank you for joining us this <laughs> yeah. morning. Uh, KCW News Central, I'm Soma Lambert, again joined by Brennan Dolman and Bryce Junquist. Eric, before we hit uh, that last painfully long break, uh, we hit a story about the dying newspaper industry written by one of uh, uh, one of your reporters in The yes. Observer last quarter, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you, oh, starting to open up the floor, can you dive into that a little bit and kind of your two cents on that? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of, this was actually something I was just thinking about a couple of days ago. I was actually going to write a blog post about it. Uh, it's kind of a bittersweet era. Um, you know, as journalists were kind of, told to kind of keep a digital first mindset but uh you know we kind of developed this love for you know print paper things um analog things whatnot and it's kind of something it could also be a byproduct of our nostalgia but um it's it's something that's just happening quite rapidly and of course i remember uh we had a uh, a reporter from the tacoma news tribune come in and she was talking about how also, not only is the newspaper industry kind of de- in decline, but also the um, also the uh, kind of the jobs of journalism are journalists are going down, and, and PR uh, people are are the number of PR professionals are going up. So it was pretty interesting, and um, you know, it's just uh, it's just something you know you kind of got to weather through. So. Uh, there's a social media article in the paper uh, this week that I know that you uh, wrote. Yeah. Uh, what are you hoping this does for students and individuals who end up reading it? So the thing is, we don't. sometimes we don't really realize how much of uh, ourselves we actually put out there. And we actually don't really um, know or we, we're not aware of the privacy settings that are... Um, are set up for us. So, you know, um, I, I, I spoke with a couple of professors on campus about this, uh, including um, uh, Professor Bagaya, uh, Martin Bagaya, who is a uh, who's working on a study currently about social media and kind of how that can also have a positive effect on getting students employed right after college. So it was pretty interesting. Um, I mean, there were it was mostly just the kind of overall takeaway from the story was that we mostly just needed to be more careful and more aware with what we're putting out there before we are even, um, you know, hitting the post button pretty much. So, yeah, I read that story. It was really well written. And in it, you said humanity has historically never been more connected, which I can agree with. But then you also said that doesn't mean that our information is that much safer. Um, so how do you think we can freely connect with people while keeping our information protected and safe? That's, uh, that's the ultimate question. I think it's mostly just um, being aware, more aware of and more interactive within, I guess, maybe the mediascape. And like, I guess, well, that's a kind of a difficult question, too. Uh, I think it's mostly just being aware of what we can better do each day to kind of pre- to te- protect our information online. Um, just because, you know, um, I know that <laughs> James Brown had this great quote. He said, eventually what's hidden by the, uh, from the public will eventually be public. I mean, I mean, I'm paraphrasing that a little bit, but um, it's mostly just, um, just keeping being aware, you know, because, I mean, there's so many times where it's, you know, where we 
you know, we let our emotions take a hold of things. But, uh, I mean, another thing we could also do in the uh, in the realm of, like, protecting, like, and being prepared is you can also um, enable two-step uh, verification logins. You can uh, also put in uh, – you can also enable and download these VPNs, which I, I, I did a little bit of research in, which are pretty cool for private or public networks. So, like, if you go to Starbucks a lot, um, they can be really useful in protecting your information. Um, and then as well as just strengthening up your um, social media privacy policy. Um, you know, not every Twitter really needs to be public. So, Can you talk about this, uh, this week's current issue just in general and kind of what you were most pleased with, not only in this issue uh, that's just recently come out, but uh, the previous issues that have also dropped this quarter? Yeah, sure. Um, with regards to this issue, I'm, I'm really, I really enjoyed reading uh, a couple of the uh, stories on the front page. Bryce, you wrote an excellent story, actually, because he uh, writes, he's a reporter for The Observer. Uh, I read that. I, was, I really liked his coverage on that. And... Um, also, the uh, new men's basketball coach, too. That was a pretty interesting story. Um, hearing th- that uh, that alumni, uh, what was his name? Boy, Brand- boy. I probably should have kept my notes on me. Brandon Rinta. Brandon Rinta. is what you're looking for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's going to be coming back as a new head coach, so it's really interesting to see what he does with this, uh, this really talented group of, uh, of young men, so... So I was looking at the layout of the paper, and this spring seems to be much different than anything else I've seen. What's, like, the reasoning behind that? The reasoning behind the layout? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's always really good as as a publication to let the news shape your paper, not the other way around. I, I think that whatever stories we have for the week, it's really important to have those stories take shape and kind of package themselves in the way that they need to. Um, it's you know we've we've tried to make it more colorful. We have uh, of course crossword puzzles and 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 Twitter polls on the back page. So we're really excited for that. And um, and a majority of the paper kind of just does you know small changes from week to week, which can, can and I guess on a longer run actually kind of seem quite quite uh, quite larger in the long scale of things. You sort of touched on one of my questions and on the back it says engagement and you guys did some <laughs> Twitter polls. Yeah. And I assume, are you guys trying to reach younger audiences with that? Are you trying to engage your local audience to see what they want? Because on my show here in 88.1, that's what we will do. We'll try to engage our audience. Is that what you guys are trying to do? Yeah, we've we've kind of realized that um, that we've come to the conclusion that you know it's, it's really important that we give the paper back to the people. Um, back to the students, really, because we are by the students and for the students. So, um, you know, it, it, it's it's engagement. The engagement page on page twelve is essentially uh, kind of a a revised version of the uh, of the opinion page which we had. So, it's it's no longer just opinions by students. It's it's you know all the stuff. If some questions you might have had on campus, it's crossword puzzles. It's themed crossword puzzles each week. It's um, what to do, what you need to know, uh, the events that you uh, might want to go to as well, and where to go to them. So, leading off of that, what stories just this quarter in general, and then and this issue also, are you most proud of? Would you say? Okay, so like from past issues as well yeah past issues current issues just in general i mean this is your 
uh, Lasko, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about this just a few uh, weeks ago. This is your last quarter uh, yeah. in the Observer, if I'm correct, and you've uh, you've been a part of it for a long while now. So, yeah, it's bittersweet being a senior. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It is. Um, yeah, I you know, I really loved the uh, the package that we did and the story. Also, I believe I can't I couldn't remember the writer off the top of my head who wrote the story. But um, it was for the Condom Fashion Show. Um, it, it was an, it was on only just because we had a really nice story for it, but uh, just the way we were able to package it with the photos and just all the all the um, performers with their you know their condom <laughs> getups. It was really interesting. I think uh, I this is the second time. I mean, this is only my second year here. And it's the second time that I missed the condom fashion show. So it's just like, it's a little painful inside that I've had to miss it. So, <laughs> um, some other stories, you know, I'm just really actually kind of proud of the, the work that we do on a weekly basis. The fact that we're able to push out a 12 page paper is, is interesting and, and the quality that's coming from it. So, um, I wish I could give you more specifics, but <laughs> I think everything I can say, I'm pretty proud of. Uh, there was a piece in paper this week about investigative reporting, um, yeah. which I believe detailed some of the post-movies showing that happened this week on campus with journalists being involved in a discussion. Did you go to that? Yeah, I, I went to that. What was your uh, What was your like your opinion of the event with uh, the post and then the discussion? I believe it was with journalists from like a few different publications that were there. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Uh, I. Um I've seen the post a couple times. Uh, you know, when you it's when you've seen all the presidents, man, it's kind of difficult to really like that movie just because it, it doesn't quite hit the hit the nail. Um, it doesn't quite hit the investigative journalistic itch. Um, but it was a great movie. Um, and then afterwards, we had a uh, let's see. I apologize. I should probably know their names. We had uh, Kate Martin uh, from the Tacoma News Tribune, um, and then. Uh, Craig Troyanello from the Yakima Herald, and as well as uh, Joanna Markell from the Daily Record, they uh, spoke on a small panel for about 20 minutes uh, to about in, uh, investigative journalism. And I, I thought it was really interesting their kind of take on building up the story, um, you know, how they get the stories, as well as you know, when they know that their story is done. Because, I mean, that's really the ultimate question is when do you stop reporting on something that kind of seems endless? So, Leading off of Bryce's question there, is investigative reporting something that you guys encourage? And then are there any more or less examples of stories that you've done, current or past, that uh, that touch on that that you would say you're proud of? Yeah. Um, I think it – I think – Every journalist kind of does investigative reporting to a certain extent. Um, I mean, what kind of classifies as investigative reporting is a little, little broad. I mean, it's not too narrow. I mean, we do investigative reporting almost every week. I mean, it might not be the kind of really interesting, like, uh, like really stuff that changes society or changes the way um the college is ran or, or or continues to be but um we i would say that we do do investigative quite uh, frequently i i'm thinking of a piece that we do um we did 
you know, it's really difficult. These last few weeks have been uh, Has it been quite frequent. A, a year and some change for you in the Observer or, or less than that? Uh, what was that? I'm sorry. Has it been a year and some change? Because I mean, it's hard to think <laughs> back so far. I, yeah, I, I it it has been. I mean, I've been I've been on staff for a year and a half, and I've been in my position for almost a year, a whole school year. So it is a little difficult, especially when you keep seeing stories and when you're editing stories and when you have to flip them in such a short amount of time. I'm sure, as you guys know, <laughs> um, so. Anyways, investigative pieces. There was an investigative piece I did a little bit on um, fall quarter that I remember didn't get a whole lot of traction, um, but it was uh, it was about a couple students. So fall quarter came around, and of course, as you guys know, we were 103 103% uh, um, occupied, pretty much full of. We were the university was full and then some we had students kind of living out in places we had students uh doing airbnbs living with their you know crashing on their friend's couch um so i did the story about a couple of uh of freshmen that were hanging out or that were required to uh, uh sleep for i think the first three weeks in uh, the camola dorm room which was pretty interesting and um yeah, they just like it was kind of this weird situation where they were. It was like, eh, it's just this is kind of you know this isn't great, but let's make the best out of it. So these guys were really lighthearted about it, um, you know. Even though like the administration pretty much just just kind of threw them in there, and then like they didn't have any partitions. There wasn't a way to lock the door either, um, and they had to. I, I I'm not sure of Kamola's situation, but do they have? Uh, private bathrooms you guys know i believe so um, to the best of my memory yeah, they do in bardo they put people in the study lounges yeah just right down the hall and yeah, they we, put locks on the doors put furniture in there and yeah it was crazy <laughs> yeah we we tried to we heard about that uh, uh a story of some students who similar happened to that but i wasn't able to contract down a source but um man it, it's it's you know it, it's pretty crazy when the university has to throw uh throw students you know in just lounges for a couple weeks uh so yeah i mean it, it would have been great to actually talk to some students at bardo too but you know um there's most likely we're going to see this again so it was a it was a, in that that particular story i was i was really invested in just because i know that um you know university is kind of going through a big change right now and this is you know this is this is really important Gentlemen, any last parting words or questions for Eric? Yeah, I got one. So you were a uh, you were news editor, I believe, for maybe two quarters. Is that right? That's yeah, that's correct. Two quarters, and then you switched into uh, editor, uh, co-editor in chief. Excuse me, yep. uh, this quarter. And so, what have you really seen with it, uh, with I guess the demand of work and in your position? Is it scary to be, you know, part of uh, part of a two person group that's you know kind of controlling the entire newsroom and all the content that you're putting out? Yeah. So. So yeah, Bryce is referring to my uh, my other co-editor, Natalie Highland, um, and it, it is a little scary, a little bit, just being the, I guess, at the forefront of the of the ship that is the Observer. So, um, and and as far as as work ethic goes, I feel I feel like I'm kind of I've been, I mean, both jobs, both at, as the news editor and as as the co-editor is is, both jobs have had me. I've had to work pretty hard, you know, and I've had to pick up stories and <coughs> report on events that I hadn't planned to. It's all about really about being flexible, but um I would say that I mean it's uh it, I it's it's more rewarding because I, I I you know 
as the longer I stay on this paper, the more I feel proud of the work that we're putting out. And I feel, I feel like we're just continuously just keep putting out a better paper every week. And I feel like that everybody is becoming a better writer and a better journalist for that. Eric, we want to thank you for coming in on a Saturday morning. I know Ooh. it's not the greatest thing to do, but we really appreciate it. We have to hit our uh, our top of the hour break here. It's all good. Um, you guys going to get some coffee soon, I hope? Soon, hopefully. Yeah, I soon. need some right now. Yeah, very soon. <laughs> Um, like I said, like we've been plugging all show, we have Ellensburg Mayor Bruce Tab coming in the show in just a little while. So stick around here on KCW News Central.